Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for moving mightily today, God. Thank you for giving us your heart. So, um, today's Mother's Day. And it's the day that we celebrate mothers. And, um, and I really feel like I have a, a word from the Lord for this hour. And a couple of weeks ago, one of the words that really came to me was that uh, God was taking us from being lightweights to heavyweights. And so there's this transition that's happening. And today I'm going to speak specifically uh, to women. But um, one of the things I want to say from the beginning is that... As I'm talking about women and the power that God has created in them, in no way am I exalting them over masculinity or usurping the, 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 the leading of the masculine. This is, um, we could preach a whole message on, on men. Um, so what this is, is I'm, I'm specifically targeting, because it's Mother's Day, a word that the Lord has for the women in this hour and the mothers in this hour. And so I just want to say that at the beginning, because I don't want it to be construed that I'm exalting women in this. But, um, but I do want to be very clear about what the Lord has said about us and the identity that's inside of us and what we need to understand for ourselves. And so the first thing I want to start with... Um, God is just asking the mothers to arise in this hour. There is a call from heaven, a very loud call from heaven to the mothers of the house to arise, the mothers of the homes to arise, to, to, to step forward into our identity and our calling in God. And I want to start by when it, the creation of woman. Um, when you get into Genesis and it talks about us being created, the first woman being created, it says that God gave Adam a suitable helper. And a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> we get into, hold on, I don't want to lose, I don't know what this is. Okay. A lot of people don't like that because uh, women don't like to be, I don't know, they feel like it's second rate or something. But when God uses that term, when he says, I'll make you a suitable helper, he uses the term azer. That's what he creates, woman. And that term is only used one other time, one or two other times in the Bible, and it's in reference to God bringing aid to a nation. And so the actual term is a military term, and so that God created for man a suitable helper, a warrior that would have intuition and insight and be able to, to, to see things in advance and help him. And together that they would make a dynamic team. And so there is this, this warlike imagery with women that God is calling forth in this hour. That we step into the identity of being the Azer. The one that can see ahead. That the one that begins to call down heaven in this hour. So we're very powerful helpers. And this is the... it's it's. What we're created to be. And so there's this sort of, um, what's the word I want to use? Um, I don't know if it's a paradox or dichotomy or I don't know the correct word. But you, you see, because when we get into the, um, when we move forward and we begin to see the household order, you see these images of, of meekness and gentleness, things that God calls us to portray in the feminine, right? To, to be nurturers, to come into the house of God, to come into our homes and to nurture. So you have this, these sort of um, two things that seem as if they're intention. 
But the power behind that is that God is calling us to be warriors in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? He's not asking us to, to go out. Obviously, that's the whole idea that men are like stronger. We know that as farmers, that there's sometimes you just need a man. <laughs> um, but there is a, there's a power that, um, that comes with the word of the Lord that's inside of us, that we've been empowered. So the gift set that we have is something that's, that's very deep within us, that's very powerful. And I don't know if you guys remember when I was sharing about men and women, I was talking that, that women are, were like a, a nuclear power plant. And that's the whole idea of the masculine creates a framework for that nuclear power. And everyone knows that nuclear power that's un- unrestrained, that doesn't have a framework, just destroys everything in its wake. But when it has a framework, it offers power to, like, gazillions amounts of power to whole cities and nations. So it's this very, very powerful source. And that is what we're dealing with in who we are in our identity in God. If we, if we rise up and begin to walk in that, and the Lord is looking for someone. His eyes are searching to and fro on the earth, to see someone whose heart is loyal to him. And there's a day and an hour that the women are, are rising up into this. And in Matthew eleven twelve, it says, The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take hold of it. And so this is the... The power that's in women, it's, it's that ability to take hold of heaven. Do you remember the stories of the old Pentecostal ladies? They used to call it praying through. And this is an hour that God is calling the women to rise up with that power of Pentecost, to be able to pray through things, to begin to step into our identity and the power of heaven that resides in us, that we will violently take heaven by force, apprehend it, and wreak havoc on the enemy in this hour. And there is a call, there is a mighty call from heaven for us to step into this place, to step out of that place of insecurity. But I'm not going to go totally in there because I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Um, That we need to answer. There's a call that God is wanting to use us to become the prayer warriors of heaven that know God. I don't know if you've ever met those women. I remember when I was younger, um, before I was filled with the spirit, I met this woman, um, Mrs. White. And me and my friend were talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we were having conversations. And she was like, well, I know this woman. And so we went over to Mrs. White's house, and she was this frail, really old woman. And she began to just share with us. And as, as she began to speak, you could feel the power of heaven around her, Right? And she began to just share some of the mysteries of the gospel to me that, that I didn't know. And, but that marked me because there was an essence of heaven that she carried. And I have had such a burden in this hour that God is looking for the women to rise up who will be those people that carry the essence of heaven. That, that we leave behind the distractions that we come, that, that we kind of get out of the things that hold us back. Um, I want to share this kind of, um, funny story that happened to me this week. Um, but it has some pertinent things because I, I, it's, it's something I want you to uh, think about and wrestle with. But this week I went and picked up some cows. <laughs> I'm collecting cows right now. And, um, and this funny thing happened. So I picked up these cows, right? We had eight of them. Me and Nathaniel went. He's becoming quite the, the cattleman. I so appreciate him. Um, 
And so we pick up these eight cows and we load them into the back. And in the back of my trailer, I have like a, a panel that sort of separates and creates two different hold, you know, holds, cavities. And um, so we had five in the front. We had shut the panel and then we put three in the back, shut the door. And a couple of weeks before that, we're not sure what happened now, but somehow when we went to cross the road here uh, on North Little Road, the back had opened and eight cows had jumped out. This is like three weeks before that we'd had this experience and all of Wyndham Junction's taking pictures of us and everything like that. And so we knew because of that experience three weeks before to check the latch, right? Because that's not happening again. We're not having cows on on the road again. And so... We check the latch. Nathaniel, we get in the car and he says, latch is done. We're all set. And we start driving and we drive an hour away. We drive a couple miles down some dirt roads and then we hit the highway and hour, an hour and a half later, we had been up since seven. It was two o'clock by then. So we said, let's stop and get lunch. So we stopped to get lunch and we parked the truck. Nathaniel goes back and he checks the cows and there's only five cows. And he's like, there's only five cows. Now, mind you, the back is latched. And there's only five cows in the trailer. And he's, he's like, they got to be laying down. And so he's like, I'll go back and check. And he's looking. And he's like, maybe they jumped over the thing. I think he counts like five times because he keeps going back. I'm going to go count again. <laughs> Surely we've missed something. And we, there were only five cows. And so at this point, that, that is a very, very bad situation. Okay? I don't know if you know what that means, but I'm saying I've driven an hour and a half, and I'm missing three cows, and I have no idea where these cows went. So somehow they got out of the back of my trailer while it was moving because we had not stopped in an hour and a half. And they were somewhere between Colbrook, which is 10 miles from Canada, and an hour down. And so, you know, inside I'm like in a panic. And so what is the first thing that I do? I look at Nathaniel and I said, let's pray. And so I begin to pray and I said, God, you have to make a way where there's no way. Like, I don't, ha- I don't know what to do. I don't have an answer. I'm saying it's a serious problem, guys. An hour is a long trek. There's a lot of miles between where we were and where we began. So to go back hunting cows an hour and a half later is a big deal. And I began to cry out to heaven. And this is the point that I want you to get because there was a couple things that happened. We prayed, and I said, God, you are the God that answers. You're the only one that can make a way where there's no way, and you can help me. And I know that you are the one that I can cry out to. And so I prayed this prayer, and then immediately you start wrestling with the thoughts in your heart. And all of a sudden, there's these accusations against the faithfulness of God. And I begin to remember perceived disappointments in my life. All of these things start messing with your head in a time that you need to stand in faith. God is my only answer. There was no easy way out of this. There was no like human easy way for, I mean, God needed to answer from heaven. And so I have all this stuff going through my head. And so I just said, you know, literally I physically had to say, you know what? I choose to trust in the living God. 
and I literally turned my eyes away from the, 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 the accusation and the doubt and the unbelief that was just sitting here so loud, talking into my head and into my ears. But I want you to get this because that is the real struggle with all of us. That is what we feel every day of our life when we're trusting God, when we're stepping out to believe God for our kids, to believe God for our marriage, to believe God for our finances. That is the wrestle that you are in. It is a reality. It's this, this real emotion that comes in and starts really messing with the faithfulness of God. And it begins to tell you, well, didn't he let you down that time or didn't this happen? And sometimes there's these perceived things in our lives that things didn't go the way that we wanted. And the enemy steps in and goes, see, that was God. He didn't do that for you. And it's all lies, but you have to literally physically choose at that moment. That is the, that is the, the, it's the crunch time where you look in the face of the enemy and you say, I'm choosing God because he's faithful. I'm going to choose to trust his word. I don't care what's going on here. I am turning my face towards heaven and I am looking to the only one that has an answer for me. And that is what you have to do with every trial in your life. You have to look away and you look, you set your eyes focused on the one who's worthy, the one who's able to answer. And it's that positioning of heart that God answers. It's the faith of God that he's placed in us that he answers to. And so this is what I did. And then we just began to sing. Nathaniel had to endure my singing. <laughs> I call you answer. <laughs> Came to my rescue and died. <laughs> um, I really sang that. I, I, we were saying, I was just like, okay, Lord. And I just began to worship. I called the police and I said, listen, I have three cows out on the loose. I don't know where I lost them. I'm in Littleton, New Hampshire. I drove from Colebrook. Wow. That's a long ways, ma'am. I know. I know. <laughs> and so I'm like, if you hear anything, here's my number. I, you know, just call some stations. I don't know. And then I called the farmer that I had bought them from, left a message. And I'm just, and it's crazy. The thing was crazy. I called Sean and he's like, what? And he's like, you didn't latch. I'm like, no, we did latch it. It was what? That, that can't be. And I'm like, I understand. I'm just telling you the facts. It's latched. I don't know how these cows got out. The, the whole thing. That was what was so crazy because people thought we were crazy. Cause you're like, it's latched. Like, I don't know where the cows went. They just disappeared. I don't know. Like, they're, they're gone. And so I, I call and I tell the story to the, on, the, on the phone to the, the message to the farmer. And then probably about 10 or 15 minutes later, I, all I knew to do was to head back. So we're heading back up where we went looking for black cows. And um, the farmer calls me back and I'm like, oh, Roger, thank you for calling me back. I've, I've got three cows are gone. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what. And I'm like going on and he goes, um, he goes, can you stop talking? He goes, <laughs> and I said, yes. He goes, I have something to tell you. And he said, they've been seen. And so I was like, Jesus, first miracle. They've seen them. He said, but they're out on an ATV trail headed to Canada. <laughs> And so I said, okay, I'm going to keep praying then, Roger. I'm going to keep praying because God's going to do something here. And so he said, yeah, my son's out. So he had borrowed an ATV and he was out hunting them down. And then by the time we got there, 
we got, we got lost again on the way back. And I was like, don't tell Roger we got lost again. And then we get back an hour and a half later. He goes, hour and a half? Were you driving slow? <laughs> and he goes, where'd you get lost? And I was like, oh, shoot. And we did it again. So, but then we stayed at a house for about an hour. And then the police called from Colbrook. And, and they had found them down just right down the road. And so the whole time it was step by step having to trust God. I'm saying seeing them is a big deal. But um, just so you know, like, like even the farmer, by the end of the night after we had gotten the cows, he said, you know, he goes, this is really amazing. This is pretty remarkable. He goes, I've been out here weeks chasing cows. And so, I mean, when cows are on the loose without, they're just out in the woods, it's, it's not an easy thing. It's not like a quick fix. Like, oh, he found my cows. I'm going to go pick them up. It's a bigger deal than that. So each step of the way is a challenge to trust God. Like, what are you going to do in that moment? And then I go, and, and, and Roger Jr. is like, because I was like, well, what do we do? He goes, I don't know what you're going to do. He goes, I don't know how you're going to get these. <laughs> and the older guy was like, just stay calm. We're going to do this. And I was like, thank you, thank you. And, um, and so we did. We, we, it was a whole series of things, really funny stories. The police came. It was this young cop, and he's like, why don't we tase him? And, um, yeah, really, it was just the whole, the whole thing was like like a sitcom, the whole thing. At one point, I went, because we have these calls, like Emily, when she wants the cows, she goes, hey, cows. And, and they, 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 we, they know we feed them with that sound and stuff like that, so they'll come running. So I'm like, Roger, you've got a cow call? And, and he looked at me, and he was kind of like, you could tell, he was like, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, and I was like, well, use it. Use it. Call the cows. Call them. He goes, oh, I don't know. I was like, come on, come on, come on. So then he did. It was really funny because he was almost embarrassed because it's like this funny noise that he makes. But, um, but anyways, the, the moral of the story is we, we got the cows, but it's a powerful story because it's, it's the imagery of what we need to do, right? When, when we are every trial of our life and I'm speaking particularly, I, I want to encourage this because I am speaking to mothers and women. Because mothers and women are some of the most insecure, um, scrutinizing people over their own lives. And the enemy has such a, a, an easy way in because we're always looking at ourselves. We're not meeting the mark. Um, you know, th- this whole parenting thing, you're like, oh God, like how, how is this going to happen? And God wants us to turn our faces towards heaven and the promises of God and begin to be rooted and established in a place of faith that we can violently take heaven by force and that we can begin to move mountains for our kids. There's a place that he's saying, women arise. The mothers of this generation need to arise. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot on the line because this generation is another a generation of assault. We had that Moses' generation, right? They killed all all the babies in that time. And then God raised up a savior. And then all of a sudden Jesus was coming and they killed a bunch of children. It's always, they're going after the kids in the younger generation. In this hour, this generation is under assault and God is asking for an army of mothers to rise up and hell has never seen the power of praying women that rise up in this hour. 
And that is what he's getting ready to turn a generation on their head. This generation is going to be the most powerful generation for the kingdom. It is part of the billion soul harvest. And he's asking us to take our roles in the kingdom and begin to step out as women in faith. And when we step into those scenarios, whether it's the mundane of every life having to deal with the mundane things of raising kids, it's the same power from heaven, the same divine exchange that when we accept the Lordship of Christ, we walk into a place that we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. We are empowered by the spirit of heaven and our identity of being warrior women of God has been solidified and established. And there is no place that hell can, can overshadow that. If we know who God is, if our hearts are positioned in a place of faith, and that is the place. And that's why I told you, as soon as I stepped out to trust God on a place and I said, God, you've got to make a way where there's no way here. You've got to answer from heaven because I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And it's a big deal. There's a lot. It, it just, it's complicated. There's a lot that can go on and go wrong with that. And immediately the enemy comes in and I feel like he barrages us as women day by day, tearing down. You know, you can't do that. You're not good at that. Um, kind of spinning the household to get it kind of into a, a place of chaos so that you're like ready to lose it, right? Um, there is a grace from heaven that is available for every one of those situations. And it's, it's the same posture each time that we get before heaven and we say, God, make a way here. You pull on heaven, you begin to reach up and you pull down from the presence of God. And you know, Susanna Wesley, it's the, the Wesley brothers, mom, like John, Charles, all these powerful men of God, right? You know, she's recounted, she had like 12 kids and they said that she would sometimes just throw her apron over her head and start praying. And that sounds silly, but we have got to begin to step out and use our voice for heaven. We've got to begin to do the silly things that we think are silly. It was probably silly to, to Nathaniel, me singing, but I was reminding myself of God's faithfulness. And we need to come to that place and, and realize that we've got to do whatever we need to do to stand in the place of faith and to stand in the place of power that God has called us to as women. And that means using our voice to declare and decree the promises of God, to be a, a, a women who know God intimately. And that is, that is a big deal. If we'll step into that place, it's, it's this, it's a place of power and empowerment, but it's not because of ourselves. I'm not asking us to like, we're, we're big, bad feminist women. No, we are coming before God and saying, God, I am pulling on heaven and I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you so deeply that I can believe you to see mountains moved. And that is the power of prayer. It says the effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so there is this release that he wants to do in this hour. It is a serious call from heaven. We are living in sober times. And there is a call from heaven for us to leave behind. Hold on, I want to read. Okay, I want to read out of, um, this is out of Isaiah 43, and I really believe this is a, this was written to Israel, and I get, I know I'm not, I know that we're not Israel, but I really believe that there is a prophetic reality in this. 
that God is speaking again to the church. And it says, but now thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. But we can take that for ourselves. He formed us. This is the thing is we need to know this God that formed us. Do not fear for I have redeemed you. There is a surety in the redemption of Christ. No man can take our peace. No chaos in in the world or in the nation can steal our joy. There is a place and a reality in the kingdom. And we've been saying this over and over, this place of getting ready, coming in to a knowledge of our salvation, recognizing the sure deliverance that accepting Christ and his lordship gives us, that we literally have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That is a reality that cannot be shaken. It cannot be stolen. There's no chaos that can overshadow it. I love, I love, love, love reading from my old book about the martyrs. I read this morning about two 15-year-olds. One of the girls, her name's Blandina. It was, um, I don't, I think it was Marcus Aurelius that, 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 martyred her but she was known she was in she lived she was a servant in a christian home and they said she was so frail and and tiny and weak that even her masters were concerned of her keeping the faith and she kept the faith it's the word they use is constancy and it says that the tormentors used torment that was so severe that only satan himself could have thought it up it was so wicked what they did to her body And she was constant in the faith to the point that the captor said, we've been vanquished. We can't do anything. This, this, she's not going to turn. And she began to profess her love for her savior. That is the salvation that I am talking about. That is the reality of the, the lordship of Christ in our lives that we must come into and submit our hearts to. And when the enemy starts yelling those things, we begin to turn our face from that and begin to worship and bow down be- before the living God and who's worthy and able to save us. He's the only one that can answer from heaven. There is no answer in the world today outside of Jesus and him alone. He is our only answer. And we need to come into a place of knowing him so intimately that when we pray prayers, we're praying prayers that literally will move mountains. And that is the call and identity of the women in this hour, that we are the warriors of the faith, that God is saying, rise up and use your voice, use your mouth to begin to declare the promises and the triumph of heaven. That is what we've been called to do. And I'll tell you, it's a powerful thing. We don't realize the power that we have, but I can tell you in my own marriage, when I turned from being the accuser of Sean and turned into his best advocate, our entire marriage changed. And so there is a power in the voice of the feminine that can either lift up. That's why in Ephesians, it says, don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which inspires and edifies and lifts up. If we could do that as women, if we could rein in our mouths and become the best advocate of our husband, the best advocate of our children, that we're their biggest cheerleaders, their biggest supporters. Think of what heaven would do with that. Think of what would happen when the enemy comes in with accusation. And we say, you know what? I'm going to turn and I'm going to look at what God's created. Instead of looking at all the lack, and there's plenty of lack in all of us. 
But if we begin to turn our eyes and we begin to look at what God's created and the call of God and the destiny of God, and we begin to change the sound that's coming out of our mouth and begin to praise and begin to edify and lift up and inspire and tell them how awesome they are and tell our kids how awesome they are. All of a sudden, heaven comes down and begins to change things. When we begin to use our mouth to cry out to heaven and violently take it by force. You know, when I was looking this up violent, it's almost like a violent storm, like the force of nature. And one of the things that we've learned in regenerative farming is you can't fight nature. It's very, very, very hard to fight against the forces of nature. And so what regenerative farming is, is coming in alignment with what God's created and how he's created it to operate. And we begin to operate that way. And it brings this tremendous amount of fruitfulness that's above and beyond what any of the environments last 50 years have done. It's, it's this kind of, it's, it's remarkable, but the whole concept of it is aligning ourselves with what God's created in the way that he's created it. And if we'll align our hearts and our minds into that place of how God has created us and the way he has created us, we will receive the same regenerative outcome in our lives of power and beauty. And we'll begin to change things and shift things in our culture and our marriage and our family. Amen. And so this is a call, and I want to talk about how, how do we get there? Because that's the thing is, it's great. Yeah, Stephanie, you're like preaching all this cool stuff about women. But, but how do you make that happen? Because it's the application of it. It's the everyday decisions that we make. And those decisions are based on choosing. Okay? It says, choose you this day who you will serve. And it's a choice that we make today to serve the living God. And that, we, let's not spiritualize that. And that's a big thing. Oh, I, I choose Jesus. I serve Jesus. Well, do you choose him when you're really aggravated, when everything, chaos is ensuing? What are you choosing at that moment? What are you choosing when things don't go your way? What are you choosing when trial comes or disappointment comes? What are you choosing then? Because that's what you're really choosing. And I promise you, if we would come into alignment with heaven and we would recognize the greatness of God. Oh my gosh, I just shut my Bible. I've got to finish reading the scripture. Um, If we would come into alignment with the greatness of God and recognize his power and might, that he is not diminished. Do you know how many times in the Bible it says that with his breath, he annihilated his enemies? With his breath. That's the God that we serve. So every point of chaos, every place of lack of control that we have in this hour, one breath, one breath from the living God changes everything, changes everything. Okay. I want to, I want to, let me read this and then I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Um, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the chaos of the day, moms, I will be with you. 
I am with you. I am making you able to raise your kids. And it's not dependent on your qualifications. It's not dependent on how perfect as long as you're humble and you keep the Lordship of Christ and connection available, God will do beyond what you could ask or think. This isn't about you. God didn't, you know, I keep saying that. I'm like, God, you knew I was like, not going to be able to do this. You know, (laughs) it's like, what were you thinking when you gave me five kids? But he said, it's not about you, Stephanie. It's about you connecting with me and letting them and being that you're the, the, the signpost that's pointing towards heaven. That's pointing. You're not there to make them feel like they're the center of the universe. You're there to point them towards heaven and the call of heaven and the mission of God on the earth. And to say, God is able. He's bigger than anything you've imagined. He's going to triumph over the earth. He's going to save souls and you're going to be a part of the greatest mission the world has ever seen. That's your job. And you can do it in strength or weakness. It doesn't matter as long as you do it because Jesus is able. He's able to come in and make wrong things right. That's what he does. It's about the humility and the lordship of Christ in our heart that causes us to walk into the energy and the grace of heaven, which is the unmerited favor that you don't deserve, but he's poured out so freely on you. And on your family and on your kids and on your generations, you cannot screw this thing up enough that God cannot fix it. If you'll humble yourself before the king of heaven and say, God, help, help. You're the one that's able. There's, I see no way from this. I don't know. I've messed these things up, but you can do something because you're the God of the impossible. You're able to change hearts and lives. You're able to rescue people out of the kingdom of darkness. That's who you are. That's who he is. He's the one that rescues us. It says, do not fear for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, whom I have made. This is the God that we serve. Hold on, there's one other scripture I wanted to get to. Um, it says, you are my witnesses, declare the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen in order that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there is no God formed and there will be none after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and there is no Savior besides me. It is I who have declared and saved and proclaimed, and there is no stranger, strange God among you. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes ways through the sea and paths through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man. They will lie down together and not rise up. Do where is that? I'm trying to get to the, um, this is it. Okay. And so it says, um, I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. 
The beasts of the field will glorify me and the jackals and the ostrich because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. And so this is the message to the mothers today that God is making a way in your wilderness and he's calling you up out of your insecurity and your distractions and the things, the the scrutinizing of yourself. And he's calling you into the place of your identity and power. And he's asking, will you be a voice of heaven for me? Will you shake the earth and thunder with my voice inside of you? Will you take the time to pray? And moms, when you have young kids, you know what that looks like? It looks like just praying. Like, ask Nathaniel, we're just driving down the road. And I'm like, Jesus, answer from heaven. You don't have to get in your prayer closet. You just start crying out to God any time of the day. And he answers any time of the day. You just begin to worship any time of the day and he's with you. You just begin to ask every situation that's hard. You go, God, I need grace from heaven right now. And I'll tell you, we forget, but God keeps reminding us. That's why the Dreamers Ranch, our whole motto is pray first, pray first, pray first. And that's why, because we constantly are like Israel and we forget to pray first. But God is saying, invite me into your home. Invite me into your home, women. Let me do what you can't do. And it's a new day. That was the other part of the scripture that I didn't read. I'm sorry, I'm like, so I'm going to finish up here. Um, But he says that it's a new day. I do a new thing. Don't, Don't look at the past, but look ahead. And that is the prophetic message for this hour, that it is a, it is a new day. And all of those, those distractions from the past, disappointments or perceived disappointments because God is God. But there's things in our lives that have rattled us, have shaken us. It is the day to, to, to shake them off, to get clean, forgive who you need to forgive. Get right with the Lord in this hour and begin to receive the grace of heaven to become the superheroes that God is calling us to be. And that is my challenge for you today because it is a big moment for us, for the mama bears to rise up and to take hold of heaven, violently taking hold of it. And not letting go until we have an answer from heaven for this generation that God will move mightily. We're going to partner with heaven because God has an intention that he's not going to let go. But he's made us to stand with them. He's made us to be warriors that stand in an hour of violence that will stand and say, this is the line. And this is it. Here you are and no more. You will not pass. And so right now, I just want, I actually want to have a response. And I'd like the women that want to walk into this new season. And you're saying, God, I don't know how, but make me able. Some of you are chomping at the bit saying, yeah, this is my moment. And it is your moment. It's the moment for you to arise. And I'm asking you to come up because I'm going to have the men pray for us in this call that God has called in this hour. And I want, I want us to walk into it with faith, the faith of heaven the faith of heaven to begin to to call those things that be not as though they were every place of lack in your life in your heart in your home that you are going to become a woman of faith you're going to stand and believe in the god of heaven the one who's able to deliver so i just ask you women to come up and let the let the, the men are going to i'm going to ask sean to have the men come and pray for us and to release us into this call god has called you this is your moment 
this is the place that God has called us to an identity of heaven that we are going to say yes to today. And we're going to step into this place of supernatural, a a place of power, the superheroes of heaven. And I promise you guys, this region hasn't, hasn't seen what's getting ready to happen. God is getting ready to move in a powerful way. We're going to just pray release. Thank you, God. Father, I thank you. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, God. Father, we just respond right now. We say yes to heaven, God. Father, we commit to coming into your lordship. We commit to submitting ourselves to you, to submitting ourselves to our husbands, to nurturing with patience and kindness our children, God, empowered by heaven. God, I just thank you that you are releasing women into their call in this hour. Father, I thank you for the identity of heaven that you've called us. And we say yes to you right now, God. We say yes. Yeah, Dave West and Noah, Steve, you guys come up and just pray over these ladies with me. Father, I just, I pray for a stirring in every heart here, every woman. The Lord, you'd raise them up for this day, for this occasion, for this season. I pray for you to break off disillusionment from past, Father. I pray that their minds and their attitudes would be wiped, clean, free, fresh. And Lord, I just pray you just ignite a vision for this in their hearts that they could be raised up to release the power you've created them to release, Lord. Power, words, and life and death in the power of the tongue. I pray, Lord God, that they would speak life to those things that are floundering. And I pray that you would cause them to speak death to the attack of the enemy, to the principalities that harass and pester. Father, raise up strong women. Raise them up, Father, that they would begin to speak and shift and create an atmosphere. Lord, I pray you break off insecurities. I pray you put a resolve in their heart to stand and not relent, not draw back. Put a fight in these ladies' hearts, Father. Jesus, thank you. Strengthen. I just pray for the Spirit of the living God to come down, fall upon hearts, equip, empower, Lord God. Lord, not just some thrill at the altar, but a transforming, life-altering encounter, a deposit of heaven, an impartation of heaven that would build and grow and be cultivated in hearts, Father. I pray, Lord God, you'd equip them to spread this to other women. Let them be carriers and imparters of strength. Thank you for our ladies, God. Thank you for women in this body. Thank you for our wives. 
Thank you for the mothers, Lord God, spiritual and natural. I just pray. I pray that today there would be a shift and a release of increase of authority in the spirit. Witnesses. 
just we just come. I thank you that you've seen us, that you've marked us, God, that your eyes have searched to and fro to hearts that would be loyal to you, God. And these women standing here, God, are standing before you, loyal hearts committed to your cause and your kingdom. And I just thank you, God, that you are annihilating doubt and unbelief and that you are planting seeds of heaven right now, God. The seeds of faith are bursting forth. I thank you for the water of heaven that it's coming down right now to hell with doubt and unbelief. And I thank you that women of faith are arising right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we cry to you. We thank you, God, that you have answered from heaven. And we walk out of here, God, as new women change, walking in the grace of heaven, God. The grace, the supernatural power of heaven with a new authority for the new day, the new thing that you are doing in this hour, Father God. We thank you, Father. And Lord, I just ask right now for an intervention of supernatural, Lord. I pray that their sleep would be filled with supernatural intervention deposits of the spirit in their sleep, Lord God, that their their thoughts would be just seeded by the spirit of God in their sleep, refreshing revelation, bringing them to new places of understanding and insight and challenging them to take next steps in allowing more of your power to be in demonstrated through their lives, Lord. I pray that. I pray a breaking off of every dysfunction of sleep, every harassment in the name of Jesus. Break it off. I pray assignments of worry to be broken off their lives right now. I pray that it would be replaced and pushed back by faith. Such a gift of faith. A, a, a determined conviction that will just cast off these harassments. Thank you, Lord. Let it be in the name of Jesus today. In your name. And then we're going to go home, but I want to pray for the women that are in the nursery and the moms at home. Um, Will had said, so Father, we just pray for those that are serving and those that are at home right now, God, that they would receive the same impartation from heaven, God, that they would be empowered in this moment divinely, God. That they would receive all that you've poured out. We just pray for them that you'd strengthen them, you'd undergird them, God. That you'd give them understanding and knowledge of the holy. That we would know you, that they would know you intimately, God, in this hour. And I thank you for the way out of the trials, God. I thank you for health and healing and wholeness in every aspect of their life. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Father. Amen, God. Thank you, Jesus.